The author of Hebrews says this in chapter 12. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and he sat down at the right hand of God. Well, brothers and sisters, today we embark on our own 40-day journey. This is a 40-day spiritual pilgrimage to walk alongside our Savior, Jesus Christ, as he descends from the Mount of Transfiguration, fixes his gaze upon Jerusalem, the holy city, and marches to the cross. For us, this can feel like a spiritual recalibration of sorts. Uh, You take your car in for repair to an expert to look at it, to repair it. Uh, We take our bodies in to the doctor to repair them and hopefully bring us to full health. And in the season of Lent, we bear our souls before the Lord Jesus Christ and we ask him to search us with his Holy Spirit to heal us, to remove things that are broken or holding us back so that we can walk in a manner which is beautiful and whole and healthy. Now, I have to confess that on a personal note, I'm finding it rather hard this year to get into the mindset of Lent. I mean, it almost seems as if it has a mindset, doesn't it? Do you feel like you almost have to put yourself into a certain mood or or mode? Uh, I'm having a hard time doing that, um, both for positive reasons and for uh, some challenging, difficult reasons. So this past week, Myself and several other leaders from Restoration, uh, we flew out to Colorado to participate in uh, our diocese, that's our our family of churches, in our annual gathering. And this was just such an invigorating, electrifying time. And I'm not exaggerating when I feel like this is a a pivotal moment in my own uh, personal walk with the Lord and, and my ministry as well. And so I'm just feeling really excited. And so to kind of come down and sort of you know, come down into the, the place of Lent is a bit of a challenge. Also, yesterday was a big milestone for our family. Uh, our oldest daughter turned 16, uh, which is exciting, mysterious, and quite frankly, terrifying. Um, but this is also just a lovely, like, celebratory season for us. But there's also some heavy things going on in our lives right now. Uh, so as several of you know, um, our our uh, parents, Molly and I's parents, are, are um, hitting a season in life where we're going to have to have some hard conversations. Uh, and then also, my wife is facing uh, a surgery next month that's going to require uh, a couple of months of recovery. And I, I don't want to have to give things up. I feel like there's a lot that's already being given up right now. Uh, I'm feeling a little uh, angry, a little resentful. Um, so this is, it's challenging to go into this. And I do want to say that we have a, just a really strong network of friends and family who are supporting us, um, so you don't need to worry about us. Um, but like I said, this is, this is a mixture of, of feelings. Do you resonate with that at all? Are you here today, tonight, and you're, you're carrying things that you're excited about and, and you want to share that joy with others? But maybe there's other burdens that you're carrying right now, um, emotional loads that... Uh, you don't want to carry by yourself, but you're also wondering to what degree to, to bring others into that, to share that with others. 
you know, I wish that I could just gather all these things up and kind of tie a, a beautiful bow on them and, and set them in front of you and say, isn't this awesome? Praise the Lord. Let's, let's get on uh, with the rest of our evening, with the rest of Lent. But that, that's not really how Christianity works. That's not really how Jesus works. Uh, Jesus takes all of this. He takes our stories that are unfinished, the ones that we don't necessarily know how they're going to end. He takes the good things and the challenges. And in fact, this is precisely what we see as he moves closer to the cross. He takes both the bruises of this world upon himself, but also he, he takes the blessings. I think of those women, uh, those, the Jerusalem women who, who weep over him um, and others who blessed him on his way. Well, friends, this is a season in which we fix our eyes upon Jesus. We bring all of who we are to him, and we place ourselves before him because his arms can take it all. His heart is big enough to where he can hold all of this with us. In fact, he doesn't want you to carry these things alone. He wants, you to, carry, he wants to shoulder this with you. So switching gears a little bit, we're in kind of this weird stage, I think, in terms of, I call it churchianity, uh, church culture, maybe, where it seems like Lent is kind of trendy. Like, does it seem that way to you? Like, anytime I hop on social media, I see, like, some kind of celebrity or, or, like, some kind of, like, promoting Lent or, like, some, like, hip, trendy, like, presentation of Lent, you know? There's, like, new Lenten books that are coming out just constantly, uh, and, and I'm not saying ignore all of this. It's good to be resourced. Um, in fact, downstairs in our fellowship hall, uh, we have plenty of resources for Lent. But I think the temptation is to turn it into some kind of grand research project or something, you know? And, and really, it's like y- you shouldn't have to complicate Lent. Uh, please don't complicate Lent. Don't turn it into another project in your life. Because again, this is a time in which we fix the same route that Jesus itself, and they want other people to know about their process. That, that's not what Lent is about. This is our pursuit of, with Christ. So I think that you can, you can take sort of three themes of Lent or three uh, uh, sort of compartments of Lent, and you, you no doubt heard this in the exhortation that I read to you from our prayer book. Uh, you heard this in, in the scriptures uh, from the words of Jesus, but there's three components of Lent. And again, these are simple things. The first is fasting. If you haven't yet, find something to give up this season, something to set aside. And I'm not talking about a sin, Uh, Maybe you have a filthy mouth. Maybe there is addiction that you need to deal with. Maybe uh, you you, you have these anger explosions. That's that's not what I'm talking about. That's that's sin, and you should repent from that. That's different than Lent. That's different than fasting from something. So what do I mean by this? Pick something simple, something that won't cause your knees to buckle. Maybe Maybe it's listening to music in your car. Maybe it's sweets. Uh, maybe you fast from lunch on Fridays or something. I don't know, but find something that you can fast from. And the reason why we do this is because it reminds us, uh, or it, it causes us to ask, where do your affections lie? What do you desire? What do you hunger for? And in those moments of hunger, we're, so, we're supposed to direct our souls and our hearts to the Lord, 
that he is the giver of all good things. And we love him more than any good gift that he could possibly give us. But second, this is a season of prayer, a time of intentional prayer. So again, how can you add another rhythm of prayer into your life? Maybe it's something simple. Maybe every time you leave your car, you simply pray the Lord's Prayer again. Or maybe you, you ensure that you're going to conclude every day with the service of Compline from our Book of Common Prayer. By the way, if you don't have a Book of Common Prayer, if you don't know what Compline is, uh, it's the red book in the pew back in front of you, you can feel free to take that home. It's okay. Uh, no one will get mad at you. Uh, and you can pray the Compline Prayer tonight before you go to bed. So, prayer. Can you commit to a rhythm of prayer this season of Lent. But thirdly, give your money to the poor. There's a tradition of almsgiving in Lent, a time in which we take our, our financial resources and give it to those who aren't as fortunate financially as us. And so maybe that which you've given up uh, for your fast uh, had a cost to it. Maybe it's coffee or something like that. And you can take that money and easily set it aside. And so at the end of Lent, uh, our church, um, we, we, um, we have a Good Friday gift, in which we'll share more about that later. Um, but perhaps you can make an extra contribu contribution towards that, something that goes towards the poor and the destitute and the marginalized those who are easily forgotten by society and even the church. How can you give your resources to the poor? So fasting, prayer, almsgiving. You see, we do these things also not from our own strength, but by the power of the Holy Spirit that is at work within us. He is the one who fills us. He is the one who, who uh, energizes us and gives us the desire and the passion to walk in these ancient traditions that have been stewarded from generation to generation for the purpose of fixing our eyes on Jesus, for seeing him more clearly, for turning away from distractions and looking more clearly to Jesus. So one last thing. If all of this sounds like it's too much or, or too hard, if 40 days sounds like it's a long time, and, and just so you know, I've broken my fast before, uh, before the 40 days have come. So these, these unfortunate things do happen sometimes. You can come and we can talk about this. But if these things do sound too heavy or burdensome, let me give you another tool that you can use. And perhaps tool isn't the right word. Perhaps it's, it's more of a spiritual weapon uh, that you have at your disposal by the power of Christ. It's called confession. It's called confession. You see, all of us, we all carry something within us that holds us back, that, that keeps us away from, from the beautiful things that the Lord has for us. This, this sin that we carry, it, it's, it's lies that, that try to convince us that we're not worthy of God's love or that we're too good for God's love. We, have, we all carry these things that are hurting us from within. So please do confess your sin to the Lord this Lent. Confession is always the first step in our relationship with the Lord Jesus. It's the first step of Lent. In fact, this is the reason why we're here tonight. An Ash Wednesday service is, is one extended confession service. You'll hear it in the prayers that we pray in a little bit. You'll also um, embody a confession as you come forward and receive the imposition of ashes upon your head. We receive these ashes for two reasons. One, it's a sign of our fragility. 
we remember that we are dust, and to dust we shall return. The, du- the ash is marked upon our foreheads. But secondly, it's marked in the sign of the cross, reminding us that we have been sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and that we belong to Christ, that we are his forever, that he has, he has purchased us with his own blood upon the cross. And so we bear the sign of the cross on our foreheads because we belong to Christ. And so when you come, confess your sins before Almighty God. And then brothers and sisters, the good news of the gospel is that confession is always followed with forgiveness, with the assurance of sins forgiven. So may you also hear that resounding over you throughout the days of Lent. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and he sat down at the right hand of God. Let's take a moment of silence before the Lord.